One of my favorite architects, Norman Foster, said in one interview that everything in life is creative. My guest today was my former classmate in architecture school before she shifted and finished magna cum laude from her degree in fine arts from the University of the Philippines, Diliman. Her journey to this day, I can attest, makes her a melting pot of creative genius. Our conversation revolved around creativity and how her ideas are made. Welcome to Wildlights. You know what? I would love to have like someone like you to be an art teacher. Imagine. Aww. I feel like I should be born in a younger generation just to have you as an art teacher. Seriously. Well, you could still learn, you know. You could I teach adults and they're Yeah. They're How old still if I may ask? You know, the oldest one I've had Sigura was in her 50s, like 56. Really? And yeah. so what do you teach them? Like like technique or do you teach them theory? It's it's up to them actually because the place I teach at has different courses but most of the time they're interested in technical stuff because they they want the they want the output or like the satisfaction of an output at that age I think that's what we want really I can ima- I can imagine that and I want to ask you this were you like always as a kid were you always easy on picking up stuff especially when it comes to your art and creativity? No, I don't think so. I think I was pretty dense as a child. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I was dense. I was in my own world, so to speak. Like, um, I would like to think that I was uh, I was a kind child, maybe. But I'm sure that maybe in, like, looking back, I probably wasn't the most empathetic in regards to situations. And I think it was realizing that at some point when I was a little bit older at some point in college I was still pretty dense up until college for sure <laughs> like emotionally even as like a student oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we were all dense I mean Ren, yeah. to be fair like it wasn't only you <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also had that moment where uh, I'm not sure what happened I don't, I'm not sure what happened. I'm sure it was a bunch of stuff that kind of yeah. everything clicked and I became more open to Correct. learning new stuff. Yeah, I am so curious. Um, bring me back to like one significant like childhood memory that you have that was impactful for like the entire creative genius that you are today. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if there's like one moment eh. I think it was just inconsistency of drawing because uh, one thing I appreciated about my parents although they had a bit of a difficult had a bit of difficulty understanding yung career ko because it's an inven- unconventional career especially to Asian parents I guess but uh, they knew I loved to draw so they made sure I never ran out of paper so if it was even if it was like really uh-huh. cheap newsprint or like extra 
scrap paper from my mom's office. Like they would always have it. So I think I attribute that to what I am today. <laughs> Just because I never ran out of paper. Um, it's no joke. The amount of time uh, we were classmates. Um, by the way, guys, to the people who are listening to this podcast, where yeah. Ren and I were classmates for the first two years of college mm-hmm. in architecture mm-hmm. and it's no joke that every every time you look at her she's just really drawing um thinking ko if ever you combine all the hours you made parang lagpas na siya sa Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours 10,000 hours <laughs> yeah it's insane seriously it's insane i, I feel so too cuz it's just you know how people play and have sports that's all i yeah. had kasi like that's all I had from the beginning. And I never sought out anything else except that brief stint where I liked music. But even that yeah. <laughs> didn't compare. That was, I mean, yeah, that didn't compare to the fulfillment that you had drawing. Yeah. I can tell. I mean, it's easy to tell. I mean, parang sobrang natural siya. And even in college, um, it's not even like when you were in architecture, it just wasn't like the right kind of art for you. Like you mm-hmm. had to to find your way but we'll go we'll go to there later um one question i want to ask you is that i can imagine that you must have had brilliant mentors in the past like growing up in childhood what do you think um looking back what kind of mentors do you think are the most impactful for you uh i think it's the mentors who kind of you uh, it's 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 a bit cliche but people who really push you to grow and don't tolerate your comfort zone i'm sure it's like a nurturing kind of it's like a nurturing kind of mentor but also understands that you have like the potential for more so it's also up to you really you kind of just find your own mentors a lot of people i think of as mentors are like authors of manga who don't even know i exist yeah, I'm also a student of people who don't even know that I exist, so I, I relate to that. <laughs> Can you share an experience where you had like difficulty accepting criticism or feedback from from your mentors? Or were they all just amazed by, <laughs> by your talent? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I definitely had like, I had a wonderful prof uh, from college. His name is Sir, Sir Leo Abaya. He passed away recently. And I attribute pretty much everything I I know to it. Not really everything. There, I've also had amazing teachers from before. But he's Mm -hmm. one of the most impactful. Just because uh, we had a plate, or Mm -hmm. what we call them plates, or we had to do a painting that was completely different from our usual style. And you could pick the art movement you wanted that painting to be. And I picked cubism. So up until that point, I was like a realist or a surrealist kind of painter. Like a lot of my iconography was rooted in real imagery. So I was, I I, uh, rejected all abstraction, so to speak. This is like, (laughs) this is me being dense. So, and 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 this is me trying to understand and remember all the art styles in my past, knowing that I only studied (laughs) one humanities class in college. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, uh, Pablo Picasso is cubist. Right, okay. Pablo Picasso. Mild, okay. mild <laughs> abstraction. It's like dipping your toes into abstraction. Right. And right. I loved it so much. I enjoyed it so much. I carried that style. And up, up, up until the point that I felt like I out, outgrew it. But it's still, I still carry like elements of that style and that philosophy. But, um, 
the impact that your mentors had, like Sister Leo, to the person that you are, is definitely something that um, sticks with you, right? Yeah, it's like trying new things. I'm more, I'm more. Uh, before I would say with certainty that I hated something. Now it's right. now I ne- I don't really hate, even if it's like a bad piece of media or a bad movie. I don't I don't hate it per se. I mm-hmm. enjoy it the way it's the way I, any any way I can. So yeah. if it's even if it's like oh, a bad you know- movie. Those were the best kinds of teachers. Like even in architecture school, we had this prof, um, and I remember him telling us that when he looks at plates, he looks at what's good about them, because mm-hmm. everyone thinks about something differently, thinks about the solutions differently, and you being rigid about what you want personally for mentors like and imposing this these on your students kind of hampers the creative mm-hmm. skills of your students so to speak yeah right. we're going into creativity i want to ask you <laughs> in undergrad you went you started out in architecture and at an mm-hmm. you moved to communication arts mm-hmm. or yeah in UP mindanao Yep. Yes. And you ended up as a fine arts major in UP Diliman. Yes. Talk to me. These are all evidently creative fields, Ren. Um yeah. Kind of tell me, talk to me about your experiences in these, in mm-hmm. each of these, and how it sort of influences your perspective on art or in or of creativity today. Well, I feel like I feel like the field that I'm in right now, which is comics. Kind of like yes. brings everything together, so <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it's like it's just right. Um, when I was in Arki, I felt a little hampered for sure. It was just yeah. I really appreciated perspective class, and I actually really enjoyed drafting. Right. But I I struggled with design because my brain wasn't there yet, or yeah. design was my worst class. Uh, and like uh, people God. would think and there are 10 like, of them in Arky <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you would think that oh you're a creative you're an artistic person you would be yeah. good at design but I was yeah. the worst at design and design is just it's it's like people think it's simple like you just select me but it's oh my god the amount of design thinking that you have to do in architecture yeah. it's understated it's not easy it's difficult and if you're really not into it then follow Ren and choose what you really enjoy. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Also, I think it, it like uh, goes back to the fact that I, I, I wasn't, or I didn't have the level of empathy yet. I wasn't at that level that I had absolute empathy for my client or like my imaginary client. I feel that's so important. And now that I've oh, grown as a person, <laughs> I, I feel like, I, I actually am interested in design now. In comic work, you have to design spaces. You have to design your sets. So now it feels more natural and more fun because like, I feel like I'm there now. <laughs> you feel like, do you feel like that's a, like a, a full circle moment? <laughs> yeah, actually, when I, when I started, I'm working on a, on a, on a graphic novel. So you, you reuse the sets a lot. So when I right. started designing the sets and I was like, Wait a minute. This is isometric perspective. <laughs> <laughs> like I know about. I learned about this. Also, uh, perspective in general, like the perspective classes, really, I feel like really helped me. My work is 
mostly backgrounds. Minimum. Right, right. How about for com arts? Com arts, I feel like I've I've understood like better communication in general. Uh, I feel like if you're writing a story, like being able to communicate it to your readership and outside of your readership is important. So while I feel like I'm not perfect at that yet, I feel like I, I, Calm Arts definitely helped me learn how to, to write more consciously or more mindfully because before it's just willy-nilly. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Ren, like one of your most, one of the hallmarks of, of your personality is actually your speaking voice. I remember you reciting in class the first days, the first week, and I was like, oh my God, is she she's she speaks really well. And how about <laughs> well, you're in fine arts. You you graduated magna cum laude yeah. in fine arts in UP Deliman. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you for that, by the way. <laughs> I you, consider man. like everything you've went through, you're sort of a melting pot of of creative genius. <laughs> your, Thank you. your 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 college experience alone is a testament to how like brilliantly positioned you are. <laughs> To yeah, be able really to designing grateful. where you are. Yeah, I'm really grateful now for it. I really appreciate it. my parents' patience. God, right. <laughs> they've been through it because of because of the because of just everything I've been trying and oh failing God. at. And we can go down been... a rabbit hole about yeah, like sure. college. <laughs> it's so much to unpack there, but I'm mm-hmm. not going there in this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going there in this podcast episode. Inuma na lang, man. Yeah, inuma na lang tayo next time. Just go. <laughs> I wanted to ask, my next question is about your current comic work. I've I've read um, and seen uh, Palakani San Antonio and I Pray You're Born with Gills. They are mm-hmm. both extraordinary, brilliant, chilling comics. Thank Tell you. me about the inspiration behind them. Uh, well, uh, yung... I pray you're born with gills. That was for ten years to save the world, mm-hmm. and it, they wanted me to touch on the the prompt of the comic was just to touch on an issue with mm-hmm. climate change. And while I feel like I am kind, there it's it's not something that I'm particularly passionate about, but I'm very very conscious of. Yes. But for for me, I couldn't. Um, I felt like I had no. It almost felt like I had no right to talk about the sciency part of it, just because at that point this this I didn't have a lot of comics with words, so everything was like silent. So how could I? I, I wasn't very good at dialogue, and I didn't know how to put um, words into my comic, especially things that are so factual and they have to be factual. So I thought right. I'd just go ahead and do something uh, more me. And I chose something that um, about like the next generation inheriting the earth. So it's a little bit of a broad topic. Ideally, mm-hmm. it would be something more narrow, I guess, or it would point out a specific thing. But but to me, that was that was an issue that I, I was I was what thinking part? about all the time, like having kids and so on. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, so it resonated in so far as your perspective on having kids and yeah. your current your feelings towards this specific issue talk to me about mga palaka ni San Antonio, San Antonio. Well, San Antonio. it's um it's a 
what I wanted to do with it was I wanted to draw frogs. I wanted like another horror comic. And um, I wanted to try my hand at kind of layered storytelling. Like at the surface, you could have uh, a cohesive plot. But if I wanted to make, take advantage also of um, how comics is a still medium. In animation, it's all about movement and dynamism. And in comics, you can do that then. But I wanted to take advantage of how still comics are. So if, if you go through the comic again you and you go through the backgrounds, because I love backgrounds and I really enjoy making them, you can see more things inside those those frames, taking advantage of the stillness. So if, if even if you read it for the first, if you read it for the first time, you get one story. Second time, maybe you'll get a different one. And I just wanted to try that to see if, if um, first of all, like how my friends would respond to it because my, my first readers are always my friends and my right. peers yeah so i I'm, I'm glad that it it kind of worked out and they were able to all figure it out at some point dude it was crazy <laughs> it was like a reading a roller coaster journey paano mo naiisip yung mga ganun <laughs> i'm just really I, curious I, 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 I don't know. Sometimes, like, sometimes do you dream of it? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Pero most of the time, it's like I'm just sitting down and I see something. For I think for Palakan ng San Antonio, it was I just saw the tongue of a frog in a video, and that's where really it came from. yeah. That's why that's there's a- that scene with the pencils where the where the frogs like shooting out stuff from its mouth. That's amazing though. Like you just sitting there. I can imagine that that um, there are two things you you're gonna go with this. You can, you can actively seek out the idea, or mm-hmm. you can just like be passively sitting and it comes to you quickly or like without and uh, without walang walang pasabi. What do you think mm-hmm. resonates more with you? Ano yung mas totoo? If you're actively seeking ideas, um, or if you're just passively you know, mindlessly doing stuff. I feel like I personally mindlessly just come across ideas, but also mm-hmm. yung, um, I was more active in my knowledge seeking and kind of like figuring out yung method of observation. Ko. I was active in, in that part. Like yeah. when I study, I study more mindfully. So yeah. I kind of take that and subconsciously apply it to, to me just mindlessly consuming media or walking down the street. So you still have that observational eye kind of turned mm-hmm. on, even though you're not studying anymore, even though if you're not trying to actively learn. So mm-hmm. I think um, it does come naturally, but you have to work up to the point where it feels natural to you. So that's where you're more active, siguro. Is it activated all the time? Like, example nandito ka ngayon nagtakaupo ka just <laughs> nagaling ka lang tapos nakakita may idea na akong ganyan or pag naglalakad ka sa ano i don't know sa SM ganun tapos may chippy diyan tapos biglang may idea ka na ganyan <laughs> sometimes you can't help it but most of the time yeah. it is turned off naman like uh, sometimes sometimes there really is just like a really striking image that you kind of absorb yeah. subconsciously and most of the times it happens on walks or just like mindless commuting. But oh, I, I do that. turn off my brain. <laughs> I do. Turn I love off how it. Brain. I just love how you know, um, you can go on walks and have this idea suddenly. It. 
alam mo yun, parang you're hitting, for me, it, hit, it hits two birds with one stone. Number one, you're taking yourself out on a leisure thing, like strolling or walking down the park or something. At the same time, nagkaka-idea, sikap pa. So, win-win situation siya. Wala lang, naisip yeah. ko lang. <laughs> Oo. That's why I don't discount talaga commuting. Yeah. Parang, the commuting is such a huge thing. Like, traveling, traveling through space on your feet is a huge thing. Oy, Rene, I remember, I remember in <laughs> college where you told me this story about <laughs> how you, uh, biglang sinabi mo na lang, biglang one day, you you went up to us and said, guys, do you know where Route 13, like a jeepney in Davos City goes? <laughs> do you know where Route 13 goes and ends? I mean, no, actually, we didn't, we haven't seen like where it goes. Because I've, 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 I figured out where it goes. <laughs> you actually took like, the entire road of Road 13. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Huh? I did that a lot in college because we had like really long classes and una akong natatapos or uh, we'd have these really long breaks. Yeah. So sometimes I'd go on like Route 4 and like, where does this go? <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, I, I, just... I haven't commuted kasi before. That was my first time like fully commuting by myself during college. So I was just curious. <laughs> I just love that. I... <laughs> It seems though as if you're continuously you, like hindi ka nawawalan ng motivation to do these things. Like, do you get burnt out or is it um wala na like ito na lang yung pahinga mo lagi. Like when you're doing <laughs> this it feels like you're free freely flowing. Talk to me well, about it. I do get burnt out but now I'm very conscious about how it happens. So mm-hmm. Before, it was just, like, work all the time. Like, I'm supposed to love... I love this work. I'm supposed to love it forever. And Mm -hmm. I will never get tired. But now I know I can get tired. And I have been burnt out before. I needed, like, a week to recover. But just, like, read. Just to read and do nothing. Read read other comics for once. Read manga. And I just... I forgot that I had to do that. Because that's also part of your creative process, I would say. Like, consuming the things that you like. And I forgot to do that because I was just making my own comic. And also that uh, making comics is very lonely. You're by yourself and the production is mostly just you. Unless you're like working with the writer or with the team. Mm-hmm. It's a very lonely thing. So when you, a, a big part of uh, making comics or a big part of my process now is really finding time for myself and my friends and going out and stuff. That make that helps with the burnout yeah. for sure. That's, that's actually beautiful. I mean, uh, um, I'm sure that you have worked with um, many talented people, many ta- creative artists, and I can just imagine the kind of war room that you guys are in, how you how you bounce ideas back and forth towards each other. Um, I think that's, that's beautiful. My next question is... Um, the arts, like there is a certain notion that artists need to be starving. Um, mm-hmm. There is an ex- existing dogma, kaya ayon na mga magulang na ipa arts yung mga anak nila. Because it's not, wala siyang market viability ba? Um, your thoughts on this? Hmm. Uh, honestly, I think it also comes from people who believe they can only be a full time artist. So mm-hmm. that's objectively not true. Because even if you have a full-time job in a completely different field, if you draw yeah. a little bit at night, you're still an artist. So if you want to 
I, I, I took the teaching job because there's like, um, there's like, at least I have a baseline to work on every month. And yeah. then with the remaining time that I have, I can produce other work. So it's, it's also being financially responsible. If you have to take that part-time job, just take it. It's not gonna. It's not right. gonna take anything away from you as an artist. We don't have a licensing. I know we don't have a board certification or anything like that. Anyone yeah. can be. Anyone can be and find time to be an artist if 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 that's what you want. Of course, being a full time artist would be wonderful. But also having a part time job and being around people who are outside of your bubble yeah. will it only enrich your creative process. Honestly, you get you get to observe so many different ways of thinking when especially if you work a service job uh yeah i worked at i worked at a restaurant for a little bit and right. one thing that i noticed was one thing i noticed myself doing was every time a family came in i would observe how the parents genes mixed to make the children <laughs> so you really <laughs> those kinds of things that you just end up doing <laughs> it's beautiful how this all turns out like you're in a place you're, i mean of course you have to make uh, room for living you have to earn money and pay the bills and it's sort of beautiful how you aren't able to escape the creative process even when you're in situations where you have to think of the financial repercussions of your actions where you have to do and fulfill your jobs your mm-hmm. your technical jobs na hindi necessarily creative like yung experience mo sa restaurant, ang ganda lang na talagang, like, you're one with it. Like, the process is you. And I think that's beautiful. Um, but yeah, there is this existing notion na kailangan may market viability yung work mo. Did you have any mm-hmm. problems um, with regards to this? For, for sure, yeah. yeah. There was a time mm-hmm. that um, well, I've been working, you know this, I've been working since I was in high school. Like, I would take yeah, small gigs correct. and so on. So, I would always be on the lookout for stuff like that. There's, like, postings on Facebook and Reddit, right. actually, I heard now. But I actually don't do graphic design anymore. I have I have been freed of that person. <laughs> yeah, but, but back then, that was how I earned, like, uh, a little bit of money on the side when I was still in high school. And um, so I guess I have a little bit of knowledge of that. That's why I could find some gigs. There were Facebook groups and it's 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 a process. Like the gigs yeah. do not fall on your lap, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's always a, a process of searching. And even though I was trying to get into, I was doing other things that weren't art, art related. I always wanted to build up my portfolio. And, and it, it arrived at the point that... Um, I, I built up a portfolio that included a lot of the work that I did with other people. Mm-hmm. It, it came to the point that the portfolio was big enough and kind of established enough that um, people would just find it and they would come to me for work. So that's, that's but it took years. Like yeah. it took years and years. I started literally Siguro from high school trying to build up um, some kind of, well, I would say a following or like a style. Mm-hmm build up all of these things. And it, it, Kaya nga 10,000 hours ka na. Siguro mga ano ka na rin. Like 30,000 hours na yan. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and you're still going on. And it's amazing. Yeah, I am so amazed. 
I still have a lot of fun. I actually enjoy talaga yung, yung process. It gets physically taxing. Yeah, I can imagine. It's 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 still a laborious job, but you know, you, when you see the work finished, it's just yeah. Um Ren, there's a kid listening somewhere um who has run out of creative ideas. What do you tell him or her? I feel like you should just look around you. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much to learn. Um, there's so much to learn outside of your influence, the, your main influences. Even if you're reading something, you could be inspired by math. You you never know. Just be more open. Yeah. If you feel like you're running out of creativity, you should look in different places because you might be looking scraping the bottom of the barrel of the the main influences that you have. If, if you're like an anime kid and you have your favorite animes, try some other kind of anime. See how that mixes in with what you have. If you're a reader, you like a kind, a different kind of book or like a certain kind of book, try something else like philosophy because there's <laughs> always something. There's always something in a different field waiting for you that you have yeah. yet to experience. There is someone listening to this conversation who is in a career they don't want to be in. What would you tell them? You have to weigh out. Just be responsible and know what's good for you. But if you feel like you're itching, if you're itching to try something creative, there are always avenues to give it a shot. There is paper is cheap. As mm. uh, paper is well, mm, nah, that's not true. <laughs> paper can be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the paper. <laughs> oh, depends on the paper. But, but there's there, paper you, everywhere. Yeah, there's surfaces everywhere. There's surfaces and, everywhere. Yeah, there's surfaces everywhere and things that mark on those surfaces and you can you can do it. You can do anything you want. You can find if you can just rest and find the time. Just try it and and if it takes you somewhere, somewhere different from where you are, there's no shame in trying again. The thing I learned from our conversation is sometimes you just need to sit down and look yeah. at things and look around you, you know? Maybe perhaps don't stress too much about stuff and that's where your creative ideas come to you when you least expect them to. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you sort of just mindlessly walk at parks. You just mindlessly stare at the ceiling. I love how... You said that there are plenty of avenues for creativity and that shouldn't stop you um, from pursuing stuff. Actually, this is the reason why I pursued this podcast. Because I was <laughs> running out of creative. Outlet. Yeah, this is my creative outlet. And and I'm really enjoying it so far. All the processes that I have, I've made and I don't think I'll regret it. But yeah, thanks so much. Thank you, Matt. I, I enjoy talking to you. Thank you for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love it if you hit the follow button. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Pod and share this to your friends and loved ones. Till next time, lights up, shine bright, and keep on burning, Wild Lights.